Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Living a healthy, balanced life as a mom can sometimes feel impossible. With tiny mouths to feed, butts to wipe, and so many things vying for our attention, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe every mom is a super mom, and you deserve to feel like one too, and you don't have to go on another diet to do it. Join me, Kristen Dovniak, holistic nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor for conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life. I want to help you uncomplicate eating, improve your relationship with food, and live like the supermama I know you are. Hey friends, I had a conversation with my husband recently that really struck me. We were discussing making some changes to his health because he hasn't been feeling the greatest. And what it came down to was we realized that he, like so many of the women I work with, feels like making changes means overhauling his entire life. No wonder he's resistant to change. No wonder these women are resistant to change. I thought that it was something that was really important to chat about here on the podcast as we are starting to wind down the year. It's December now, and we're starting to think about making changes as we come into the new year. And what I want to talk about today is overhaul overwhelm and how to reframe our thinking around making changes to our food and our health journey in a positive and lasting way without feeling overwhelmed by the idea of an overhaul. I used to feel this way as well. I think it's really pervasive in our society. We're told that if we just overhaul everything entirely for however many days we go on this detox or this cleanse or this Whole30, and we'll suddenly be a completely different human. And even though, you know, these different plans and programs can have merits in in different areas, right? They can improve our health in, in different ways. This isn't how change works. Real change in our lives, whether it's with healthy living practices or a relationship with food or a relationship with anything or anyone, comes from a series of small changes that turn into habits. C.S. Lewis once said, isn't it funny how day by day nothing changes, but when you look back, everything is different. I think this is so true in our journey to finding balance in our health as moms. Some days, many days, it's going to feel like absolutely nothing has changed, or maybe that you're not doing enough to make real change. 
But the truth is, it's the small, consistent changes that matter the most. If you've ever heard of the butterfly effect theory, this applies here too. The basic concept is the idea that a butterfly flapping its wings can create a typhoon across the world. Of course, this isn't reality because we would have constant typhoons, but the idea remains that even the slightest changes can have major impact, not just on the linear, but on the complex whole. For instance, learning to eat intuitively can help you better tune into decisions in your life. It can help you better turn into your, tune into your intuition overall. Learning to cope with your emotions without turning to food can help you better cope with emotions overall in your life. Becoming a better version of yourself for your kids and for your family. Getting more sleep will boost your energy, but it can also play a part in balancing your hunger hormones and productivity, helping you better live out your purpose. Including more healthy fats can help you to better absorb nutrients, boosting your energy and improving your immune system. Boosting your gut health is important for digestion, but also for brain health and immunity. We are whole beings, and the changes that we make affect more than just the immediate. But the thing is, when we try and overhaul everything at once, we become overwhelmed. What really happens when we try to overhaul is we set ourselves up for big overwhelm, ending up right back where we started. Think about your journey in creating positive change around health like a balloon. If you shove the helium pump in the balloon and send it, the balloon is going to fill fast and pop. Now, if you slowly and incrementally add more and more, the balloon will slowly fill to its maximum fullness and fly. And maybe along the way you let some air out as you're filling it. That's okay. You can always add some more in. But the key here is that it's little by little, not all at once. When I was in the cycle of on-again, off-again dieting after I had recovered from my initial eating disorder, but I hadn't really fully found balance, I was huge on sweeping overhauls. I really wanted to improve my health, and I love change and self-improvement, and I pride myself in going all in in anything that I do. For instance, when I started thinking about eating less animal products, I went raw vegan. Rather than just adopting a meatless Monday, I went all in all the way. And what this did and what this does for so many women that I experienced that deal with the same sort of um, overhaul mentality was it kept me in a cycle of on again, off again, on again, off again. Either I was on something or I was completely off it. And I find this true for many, many people. Really what I find is that most people when it comes to change fall into two major camps. Either they're the on again, off again type mentality like I was mentioning myself, or they're like my husband where they're paralyzed by the idea of change. But it doesn't have to be this way and you can make positive changes in your life, whatever they may be for you, by incorporating the small changes model and reduce this idea of overhaul overwhelm or the on again, off again mentality. Because sweeping overhauls create massive downfalls. Small changes create big shifts over time. And that is what we want. When we make changes to our food, to our health, to our fitness, to our relationship with food, we want to create these big shifts, but it doesn't mean we need to overhaul everything. 
The small changes model is a model of behavior change that is believed and proven that clients will maintain smaller behavior changes more easily and will continue to build on them over time. The basic theory, small changes add up. The acronym SMALL stands for S, self-selected. Changes only work if they're changes that you are inspired to make. You can have a nutrition expert or a personal trainer or a life coach tell you what the best thing is for you. And you can take that and you can run with it. But it is only going to work and it is only going to last if it is a change that you have chosen, that you are a part of, that you are inspired to make in your life because you are the best expert of you. And that's ultimately what it comes down to when it comes down to intuitive eating and intuitive living. It's that we need to make the decisions that align with our own values. And if you're not doing that, then whatever changes you're trying to make, they're simply not going to last. Hey, mama, the new year's coming. And I have an inkling, if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you care about living a healthy, balanced mama life. But you might not know where to start in creating healthy habits in your life beyond going on a restrictive plan or joining another New Year's cleanse. Because we know diets are old school. What's in is real, sustainable changes that allow you to live your best life each and every day, not just from January 1st until you fall off it again. Join me for my annual Healthy Mama Habits Restart, where we start the year with balance, not restriction, and simple changes instead of grand overhauls to help you learn to eat well and live well without restriction. I'll guide you with daily emails, mini podcasts, and daily live videos to help you learn what truly sustainable habit creation looks like. No pricey meal plan necessary. It's 100% free, and we start on January 1st. Click the link in my profile to enter your email and join before the clock turns midnight. The M stands for measurable. Now, I want to be clear here that measurable doesn't mean this needs to be a number. It just means you'll be able to see the result of the action you're changing. It's more specific. And that goes along with A. And A is that the change has to be action-oriented. There needs to be an action that you take in order to make the change. For instance, becoming healthier is not an action. It's a result of actions. And there's actually, there's no way to measure becoming healthier. You can measure your health markers, right? But what are the actions that you are going to take to, you know, improve your cholesterol, for instance, okay? There needs to be a measurable action in order to take. Okay, so becoming healthier or becoming an intuitive eater, it it is a result of the actions that you take. So these small steps are going to lead to this bigger change. The L in small is linked to your life. If it's not linked to your life, this goes along with the S, self-selected, right? It's not going to last if it's not linked to your life. If someone else makes these decisions for you, if you're simply being a follower and just following what someone else tells you that you should do, whatever random expert it is, it's not going to last. How can you relate this change you're making to your real life? Why do you want to make this change? You need to lead your life and your choices. It's okay to take information from experts and try them out and see if they fit, but there needs to be a reason behind it. It needs to be related to your values. And the L in small is long-term. 
Whatever changes you make need to realistically be something maintainable long term. Now, when I say long term, I know that seasons happen, especially as moms. We go through seasons of pregnancy and postpartum and things that are going on with our kids and moves and all these things that happen throughout our life. But when you're making changes, you do need to be confident that long term, at least for an extended season, this change is a realistic change. It's a realistic thing that you are going to incorporate into your life. It's not like, you know, you've decided that you, in order to be healthier, you have to run five miles a day. Um, Maybe you don't run at all now, but all of a sudden you're going to start running five miles a day. Well, if you have never run five miles and you get up tomorrow and run five miles, you're probably going to be pretty sore. And then the next day you're going to wake up and not going to want to run five miles. Maybe you forced yourself to run five miles again. By the second or third or fourth day, you are going to be completely exhausted. It's not going to last. If you want to become a runner, then why not start with a realistic change that fits with your life? Why not start by walk running? Or maybe a mile sounds more realistic to you. And you learn how to incorporate that into your life at a reasonable amount of time that feels good for you, that fits into your life and is a long-term change, okay? Maybe you learn how to run that mile and then you add another mile and then you add another mile and then maybe you are running five miles from time to time. But it needs to be something that you choose, that you can measure, okay, that is an action that is linked to your life and is available as a long-term change. So what I want you to consider today, if you are looking to make changes in your life, especially as we're looking into this new year, because there's nothing wrong with having goals and desiring to change your health, to change your relationship with food, to improve your relationship with exercise, to become a better version of yourself. Just because I don't believe in dieting as a means for health doesn't mean I don't believe in healthy change. I am all about healthy change. I just like waved my arms in the air. You couldn't see that, but I did. (laughs) What I want you to consider, if you're looking to make these changes, what do you want the outcome to be? Okay, what is it that you value in your life? What do you want the outcome of the changes to be? What do you want your life to look like in three months, six months, a year, or five years? Remember, we're looking at long-term changes. This isn't about losing five pounds for a wedding. This is about changing your life for the better, for the future. What do you want the outcome to be? And how can you break this down into small changes? And here's the big question. When you break it down, do you still want to make those changes? And do they still align with your values? This is where intuition comes in. If the changes that you need to make to get the results that you want don't align with your values, then chances are that change isn't going to last. Another way of looking at this is, is there another way to achieve the results that I want, this outcome that I want, other than the first thing that came to mind? Sometimes it requires looking outside the box. For instance, weight is typically the elephant in the room, right? A lot of people start January 1st wanting to lose weight. And a lot of people associate losing weight with becoming healthier. And it is 
you know, I'm not even going to get into that that argument right now, but it comes down to this. You can become healthier. You can become more fit without losing a single pound, okay? Health is based on behavior change. If your desire is to become healthier, but you think in order to do this, you need to restrict your food intake and lose weight, but that's not desirable. If you value freedom and you value being able to eat meals with your family and enjoy the food you're eating and not count every morsel that you're eating, but that's what you think you have to do to become healthier, consider instead, is it losing weight that's actually going to be make me healthier? Or is it something else? Is it a behavior change that I'm going to make that could make me healthier? What else can I do to improve my health without focusing on weight? What measurable action step can I take to improve my overall health that is positive and maintainable? And you know what? Who knows? Weight loss could be a result of making those changes. But we need to disconnect ourselves with numbers and look at behavior change and action steps, okay? When it comes down to it, that is what matters. It's about the behavior. So what behavior to improve your health sounds positive and doable? An example that I thought of was maybe trying a satisfying smoothie for breakfast instead of skipping breakfast or just having a sugary cereal. That's a very simple thing you could focus on if that sounds appealing, if it sounds like something that you could maintain long term, if it sounds like something that you could incorporate into your life. Okay, remember, you need to want to do this thing. And maybe it's something that's not easy at first. Okay, just because it's not easy doesn't mean it's not the action step for you. You just want to run it through the filter of, does this sound good to me? Is it something that's an action step? Is it something I can maintain long term? It might take some time for it to become a habit that's totally normal. And it's also okay if you try this thing and you decide that you hate smoothies, you pick something else, okay? The idea is that you're focusing on the behavior change and choosing one thing to focus on at a time. The same thing goes with fitness. Say you want to improve your fitness, but you think in order to do this that you have to, say, do CrossFit. But that sounds like torture to you. Consider instead, is there another way to improve my fitness? Of course, simply moving your body on a consistent basis and challenging yourself is going to improve your fitness. And you are much more likely to stick with it if it's enjoyable. In the same vein, if CrossFit sounds really fun to you, then maybe that is the action step that you can take joining a CrossFit um, box, I guess, once a week. So what sounds enjoyable? What sounds doable? Even if it sounds hard, what sounds doable? What can you incorporate into your life and what action can you take? Maybe it is signing up for a once a week fitness class, or maybe it's calling a friend to go for a walk on Saturday mornings. It's about figuring out what action you can take that makes sense for your life, that sounds enjoyable, and is something that you can turn into a long-term habit. The key here, I hope you're picking up on this, is that you need to want to make the change. It needs to be small. We're talking about one step at a time, and it needs to be specific. And once you make that change... Once you start incorporating that into your life, you can move on to the next change and you'll build momentum in that way as well. When it comes to improving our health or our relationship with food, the more we allow ourselves full permission to eat, the easier it is to choose foods that are satisfying. 
the more we tune in to our hunger, the better we can tune in to our fullness, the better that we start tuning into our bodies on a regular basis and what they need outside of food, the less we're turning to food for emotional reasons. You build momentum as you start making small changes. Overhauls create overwhelm, which set us up for not making changes at all, or that pendulum swinging all the way to one side and all the way to the other. With intuitive eating and intuitive living, there is no failure, just feedback that we can take and decide if the changes we are making are really, truly serving us. This is why we take these changes step by step, creating progress and eventually looking back and realizing how much has changed. Friends, I hope this was encouraging to you as we come into this season preparing for the end of the holidays and the beginning of a new year of 2020, a new decade. How exciting. What a great time to make the choice to own your health, to own your relationship with food, and become the best version of yourself. I am here for you and helping you make changes that really truly feel good and align with your values. That is what finding your beautiful balance is all about. Changes, like I said, aren't always going to be easy, but it is about finding ways to create changes from actions that make sense for you, that are enjoyable and are going to fit with your life, not overhauling your life in order to fit these changes. Change is possible for you, but it's about choosing the right changes that align with your values and your life. Thank you, friends, so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. I truly hope it encouraged and inspired you today to live a healthier life without restriction. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you do me a huge favor and give it a star rating and review in iTunes? Every rating, review, and subscribe helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear it. You can find me, Kristen, on Instagram and Facebook at Healthy Mama Chris or on my website, healthymamachris.com. As a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are intended for information and inspiration only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare practitioner before making any changes. See you in the next episode.